And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Group Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Ms. Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com from Los Angeles, California, bringing us today's topic of hoodoo and COVID-19. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com, and called into the show, then you'll be on air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conferman Ali. Miss Cat, how are Hi, you, Doctor Jeremy. Well, I'm telling you, it's been another week, <laughs> another week in quarantine. Um, we're doing okay here. Um, we've actually made some really good progress in dealing with quarantine. Um, just today, we got one of our um, office workers and lab workers, and she does both, uh, Nicole. Uh, she got a computer, and um, I mean, she had her own computer, but this is um, all fixed up to be a Lucky Mojo computer. Macintosh computer. Um, she now can log in remotely and do order entry remotely at her home where she's taking care of her little daughter, Annalee, and she doesn't want to come into work. Of course, we don't want her to come into work. And um, so she is now doing order entry. This means that the delays that we were having with order entry have are going to be over pretty much. Uh, she'll be doing order entry every day um, from home. That there's still going to be some delays with pulling and picking products because we don't have a full staff. We used to have 15 people on staff before this. Now we have 11, and um, they're coming in on a timeshare basis. Some come in at night, some come in in the morning, some come in in the day. And everyone's trying to do most of their work from home, and the only work that has to be done at Lucky Mojo in person is shipping and pulling, packing, shipping. So all of the products are being made off-site for the most part. The candle burning also has to be done at the church on-site. And um, Althea, our candle deacon, is coming in at sunset usually, lighting all the candles up. And um, then when they're done, they're being put by um, in a cart and taken away to Reverend Ernest, who is a holdup in his quarantined um place in Santa Rosa and he's doing the candle readings so everything is kind of remote very little uh, contact between people the minimum contact we can uh, get away with so bear with us we're just still a little bit behind on orders today we um, today is April 
19th, and we have just sent out the last of the old orders from March. That's how far behind we are. However, by the end of today, we probably will be about two weeks behind. Um, We're catching up faster now that um, Nicole is doing order entry. If you placed an order and didn't get a confirmation because you your card wasn't charged, that's why. We don't charge the cards till we finalize the order. And so there's um this morning there were, you know, um, hundred and fifty orders sitting in the queue, um, waiting to be downloaded and and now they are being downloaded. So thank you all for your patience. We're doing um, great, all of us health-wise, we're just fine. We're following all the rules. We're wearing masks. We're um, doing everything just as best we can. And so far, so good. That's it from from Forestville. Um, oh, I will add one other thing. The tech team, the AIR tech team, of which I'm a member, has been keeping going through all of this. We are still managing to put up one brand new air uh, association of independent readers and root workers dot org <laughs> readers and workers dot org page every week. And I'm so happy and so proud of my fellow tech team members who are doing this. Um, special shout out to you, Jeremy, and also to uh, Miss Michael and uh, Lady Muse. Papa Newt has been dropping in and out, uh, sometimes in and helping. And um, Nagashiva has been helping. I've been working on it. And we've just had some recent um, good text additions by Dr. Uh, John St. Germain. So we are plowing ahead. And uh, it's one thing that can be done from home, one new page a week at the AIR website. So remember, I've always told people on the radio show, our goal is 1,000 pages and we are working our way toward there a little faster than we had been. So um, watch the AIR Facebook page. Lucky Mojo will always uh, share that. And my Facebook page, Catherine Ironwood, will also share what's going on at AIR. Check it out. They're all free pages full of information on all aspects of magic, mysticism, divination, spell casting, and religion. With a hoodoo emphasis, but, you know, there's always a little bit of this or that or the other from some other part of the world, and we've got a lot of that going on, too. All right, that's it for me. How are you, Ali? I'm I'm doing quite well, uh, keeping busy as, as things are, trying to pay attention uh, to what's going on in the world. Uh, for people who might be wondering, like, what, like, what is Miss Cat talking about in the archives? A hundred years from now, they're going to be listening to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour and saying, what do you mean social distancing? What do you mean uh, what's going on? I mean, this topic is going to be very relevant for us today, but also I think in the future, people are going to look back and, and think about how people survived or dealt with or came to turn, you know, uh, terms with the fact that we're dealing with this massive pandemic. Um, and so the radio show has been a, a sort of interesting intervention in that regard. It's like, it's, a, it's going to be a historical artifact. People are going to listen to this, and not even 100 years from now, but 10 years from now, just to hear yeah. how, say, people in the hoodoo community 
dealt with the fact that we're going through this particular moment in, in, in kind of world events. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy uh, seeing what's going on out there, watching the death toll rise. I think we've officially passed 40,000, um, you know, and it doesn't look like it's slowing by any time soon. Um, so that that's a kind of a remarkable moment. Is it, you know, the entire country, to a certain degree, is shut down, with the exception of a few crazies here and there. Um, oh and, yeah. And and even in terms of like our our politics. So, Miss um, Cat and I live in in California. I'm kind of bicoastal, but uh, live in California. California has joined the other Pacific states in forming its own kind of political alliance, a sort of trans-regional compact that'll say, we're going to work together to ensure that prices remain the same, that we can rebuild our economy, and that we can address health. And then you have the same thing going on in New York with another group of uh, states, and then now the Midwestern states. This is a really kind of interesting moment uh, that's going to have an impact. We're going to call it, you know, in the same jokingly, I was talking to a friend that, you know, how we say BC or BCE and, and, and CE, common era before common era. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about before coronavirus, COVID-19 and after COVID-19 because of how huge of an impact I think this is going to have on our lives. Yeah, I agree. And um, there's a group called CalExit. Um, oh yeah, it's been around for a long time. There's several uh, Facebook groups on CalEx. The best one I know is called CalEx at Grassroots. Um, these people are serious. I'm serious. I'm a member, and we're talking about um, if it comes to it, if the current president really wants to violate the Constitution, what are we here for? I mean, we should be Washington, Oregon, and some people say Western Nevada. I I would go along the peaks of the mountains myself because I'm a watershed promoter, but whatever. any case, there's an alliance building of people who Mm -hmm. don't really care for what um, President Trump is doing to the economy at all. Um, The New York, New Jersey, and, and Environs Alliance is pretty strong also. And the Midwest also. Now, there are also these protests, and we ought to mention that, these protests, which some of them have been paid and sponsored. Some of mm-hmm. them, um, we don't really know where they came from. People protesting uh, social distancing and saying they, they have the right to um, go out and get fucked, I guess. I mean, you know, they're, they have the right to go out and catch <laughs> freaking virus is what I mean. They They have a right to to die. And that's just fine. But they're carrying signs, they're carrying guns. Um, oh, it's really kind of odd out there. Um, I'm glad I'm out here in um, the beautiful, uh, soon to be declared independent nation of Pacifica, because mm. dang, you know, um, the problem is they are endangering others. They go out, yeah. catch, catch it, go bring it home to grandma and grandma dies. I mean, they, and they, they, they probably won't care. I mean, they really are. These are very, um, um, illogical people who have a justification yeah. for any bad thing that happens to them. I would consider them people who are living fairly low on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, um, and, that, and no, really. And, you know, they don't expect that they're going to be happy yeah. and, and have a, a, a fun life. So they're just, they're just, you know, they go, Oh, grandma died. Okay. Well, that's just how it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And they really are, Working under a kind of a um, depression, possibly economic and possibly induced by too many guns, too much alcohol, and too many oh. prescription drugs. But that's just yeah. my opinion. 
Um, yeah. There's a lot of problems I remember out there. You, you once said something uh, to me that stuck with me. Many years ago, we were talking about a very similar group of people, but in a very different circumstance. And you said, too many fucking calories. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and too I, many fucking and calories. That, That's right. That phrase That's stuck right. with me. Like, wow, that really does explain <laughs> the bit. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Meanwhile, uh, just to you know, just to uh, put another final you know time capsule thing on this. Um, those of you who know me know that I'm very much into um, uh, the study of biology, medicine, herbology, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, there is a a uh, podcast that will not thrill everyone, but I have mentioned it before, and I'm going to mention it again. The name of this podcast is. This Week in Virology. And mm. I want everyone to be um, tuned in to This Week in Virology at microbe.tv slash TWIV, TWIV, it's called. They've been talking about, it's, it's a bunch of virologists. It was kind of a low-key thing until recently. Uh, it's taken off. It's become hugely popular uh, you do need to have some basic um, background in biology or medicine to follow it, though they do try to keep it in layperson's terms. I mean, I think anyone with a, a two years of college could follow it. And, and if, you, if you're if you smart, you don't even have to have graduated from high school if you've read a little bit about biology and virology. But this this episode, number 603, and, and I advise everyone go back and start from the very first mention of coronavirus Listen to them all. Binge them all. You, you'll make it'll make so much sense when you get them all. But this time, episode number six hundred three. Oh, by the way, it's called this week in virology. It's pretty much now this today in virology because they're they're packing these episodes mm-hmm. on fast because it's things are changing. Anyway, episode six hundred three. Call in the hematologists, and um, I'm just mentioning this partly for my um, dear friend and our announcer, Dr. Jeremy. Um, let's just say that thrombosis has reared its ugly head, and um, it's really crazed. Also, neurology is implicated, and loss of balance, and other things. Um, Kidney virus has been found isolated in kidney tissue. It's not just the lungs, folks. It's the kidneys, and so forth, and so on. It's really um, very interesting. this week in virology, I, it's my ad for those guys. They are really doing good, and especially the one guy whose name is Daniel Griffin. Um, he's the clearest uh, explainer for those of us who didn't um, actually go to med school. All right, enough of that. <laughs> that is our topic. Now we're going to bring in our guest, Sister Girl. So, Sister Girl, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Welcome. Uh, it's so nice Thanks to have lot. you here. It's so nice to have you here. Um, uh, Sister Girl is a root worker and um, a person who reads and, and works with cards to row, does spell casting. Sister Girl, you brought us this topic of um, hoodoo and COVID-19. And I, before we get into it, I just want to say that there is some interesting crossovers about hoodoo and the Spanish influenza of 1918. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, the interesting things to me are people who sang a lot of songs about hoodoo, like Memphis Minnie, also sang about Spanish flu. 
And so to me, it's all part of their lives, of those pioneers of uh, recordings about hoodoo. And I find it um, fascinating that here we are again. Um, People who were involved in hoodoo often had a um, background in herbal medicine. For instance, Pascal Beverly Randolph, a root worker who wrote about love powders and stuff, his mother died of yellow fever during the great yellow fever epidemic. Um, And so there are many different, I mean, the connections between root work and medical herbology is firm. And um, for those who don't know it, I think I should have Shiva mention, I did a a little book called um, Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic. And this is my most popular book. came out in 2002, and it's about the use of herbs and roots and magic. And then I followed it up with a companion book called Hoodoo Herb and Root Medicine. This amazing book opens the door to better health, Hoodoo Herb and Root Medicine. So we're going to be drawing on a little bit of both of those books as we talk about um, this because what can be done magically should, if you're dealing with a medical illness, it's a good idea to parallel it with herbs and roots and barks and seeds that have a medical analog to the spiritual work you're doing. So in this episode, we're not going to be talking so much about um, spiritual supplies in general, but we're going to focus really on those things that have a medical correlation to um, magical work. You'll see how it goes. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Sister Girl. Well, thanks. I mean, then that sounds awesome. I firstly just want to... um just say hi to everybody because you know I've been in quarantine <laughs> just like everybody else and it's uh it's been a little rough uh and I I want to make it clear that what I'm trying to do in talking about this with you all is first of all I think it's very important to follow guidance I think and obviously we have to look at governors like Cuomo and and Newsom and people who are really taking it seriously please stay inside um and if and if you if you're not working in essential uh, professions, then you know stay at home and because this is going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough on us for at least the next year, even as we emerge and stop being sequestered. It's going to be rough. Um, about a year and a half ago, I was doing um, a reading just personally, and um, I saw an economic collapse coming. And I didn't know who to say, who to tell, or what to do about it, because I didn't know how it was coming, or what was coming, or um, or how the economy would collapse when it was doing so well. But I just thought, okay, we've got about a year, and let's just—I guess I just have to wait and see. And I think this might be what I was uh, getting. So mm-hmm. even though the health. Um, consequences are dire and it's scary and the doctors are working frantically to try to figure out what this is and what we can do. I think the economic problems are going to be further reaching because we will come up with a vaccine. We will come up with, they will know more and more about it. It's just right now we have to protect ourselves, but we also have to really look to our finances as much as we can as well. Um, 
I do have extended family members that I've heard of passing away. I see in the chat here that people have been passing away, family members, and I really mm-hmm. I extend condolences. Um, so I'm hoping that we can just follow the guidance, wear the masks. If you can put a HEPA filter, if you can get one, and put a HEPA filter inside of a cloth mask, I've, I've, I've heard from different doctors that that is going to be more effective than just wearing a cloth mask. Uh, also, um, wearing, if you, if you haven't been able to get hand, sanitizer, hand sanitizer, which I wasn't, I made my own. So you need um, rubbing alcohol and aloe vera gel, which I ordered online. Um, so I used a 90% alcohol. You could use a 70% or higher. Uh, it, you, it takes one-third cup of aloe vera gel and two-thirds cup of um, alcohol. And then mm-hmm. you mix that together and shake it. And then depending on how high of, a, of alcohol content is in, your, um, is in your alcohol, you might add a little more gel just to kind of thicken it up to your liking. But that is a quick way to make some, some uh, impromptu hand sanitizer. Um, I was also drinking warm liquids, uh, lots of fluids is helpful if you feel like you might, you know, be exposed to this because apparently this virus, as we've been able to see a little bit, does um, congest the lungs, it, uh, the mucus, and so to break up that mucus would be helpful. Um, uh, if you do feel like you're getting a fever, I, I'm going to be giving a tea at the end of it, which should help to break a, a fever. I'm not trying to take the place of medical professionals. I definitely think we have to rely on medical professionals. But right now, there's not much any of us can do. So um, these are things that I think we that will offer us some sort of assistance. Um, mm, also, to boost the immunity, uh, pomegranate is very good for blood and also immunity. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of herbs that are good for blood and immunity as well, which is going to be in. Uh, it's going to be offered. Uh, I think in today, uh, Miss Cat has some recipes, but also I'll be giving one as well. And um, oh, so if you have to go out. And say if you're like a postal worker or if you are a a medical professional and you have to go out. And I've heard of medical professionals even who are not uh, in pulmonology, they're not lung doctors. They're being called out because all, it's all hands on deck right now. Um, mm-hmm. When you um, come back, take off your shoes because the floors are, are very, um, it, it lands on the floor of the virus. So take off your shoes, take off all your clothes, wash all the clothes, take the shower, take your shower. Um, presumably your head's been covered. If your head's not been covered, wash your hair. Uh, and um, then, then and wash your hands, of course, and then you're ready to deal with family and, and with your surroundings um, because you just got to make sure that it's off the clothes. And make sure it's and make sure you just have your outside shoes close to the door, and then have some inside shoes. That would be a recommendation. Um, and what else? Um, economically, I I mean personally, I always 
like to keep money incense going, or money candles, job candles. But uh, you know, uh, and also there's a there's a actually Air has put together a coronavirus outreach spell. And did you put that up there on the chat? Has that been up there? Um, it hasn't and, been yet, but I think that Nagashiva will put the URL through, or maybe Jeremy will. Okay, so um, that'll be up there. Because I definitely think any kind of talisman or protection or even, you know, having a light going in your home when you're able to supervise it is helpful because I do have the sense that if the, the element of fire will sort of help us in this um, <clears throat> and to keep keep ourselves optimistic as well. Uh, I'd, like know, to, yeah. I'd like to... I'd like to say something about that um, coronavirus um, spell at AIR. Um, so this is um, a spell that was devised by Lara Rivera of AIR and uh, worked on by Jeremy Weiss and me. Um, we kind of combined it all together. And um, there are photographs at the thing. I'm hoping someone will put the URL there it goes. Um the, uh, if you go to that link, the um, org slash wiki slash coronavirus underscore outreach underscore spell. You can see it in the chat. Um, this is a spell you can do at your home, and it's for three different things. It's for, first of all, it's a, it's a spell against plague and uses a uh, seal, like a Solomonic seal, called the Radlet Amulet. It uses three candles. Um, incense, three um, herb mixes, three solid pieces that you know items. That's it, and you'll just you'll need a clove of garlic, a coin, and um, a bay leaf. That's your solid items, and you'll need um, accent or salt and minced garlic. Um, dried garlic is good, or dried onion. Um, that is for protection from disease. You'll need um, pumpkin pie spice or any mixture like that, which is for um, keeping and getting money during this time when everybody's being laid off, furloughed, losing their insurance. This is tough. And that's going to go with uh, candle number two. And then candle number three will have um, Bell's poultry seasoning or any herb mix, as we described, that have, has rosemary and sage and thyme and all of the good green you know, basil and the good green herbs that are used for uh, making a peaceful home. And you're going to light those three candles, burn them. And when the candles burn out, you're going to um, put the three solid items, the the um, clove of garlic, the coin, and the bay leaf into the folded paper of the amulet. And then you put that over your door lintel, and that will keep you safe. You also will then use the incense to smoke the room right before you make the packet. You're going to smoke each individual person and... Um, then you're going to go around the room and smoke the corners of the room, and you can smoke the corners of every room in your house. So it's a very um, old-fashioned spell. And yeah. um, for those who are biblically inclined, it calls upon the book of Numbers and describes the um, stopping of a plague um, by Moses and Aaron, uh, his brother, um, using incense to smoke the populace. And um, um, so that's a good spell to use. It's very easy to make, very easy to do, very quick to set up. And um, I recommend it highly. 
Yeah. That sounds amazing. And I definitely think we shouldn't panic. I know there are people who are um, who are very worried about their health because they've got the pre-existing conditions. Uh, and the, the best thing we can do right now is protect ourselves. Uh, mm. And if and if I, from what I've also been hearing and seeing, people, if you do feel that it you have been infected, don't lay down and just don't lay down and rest. Get up, move, breathe deeply because you've got to keep that movement going. Uh, apparently, um, when you lay down and rest, which may, it makes you extremely tired and achy. Um, that's when it just begins to grow. So movement helps. That's why exercise helps. I think at this point we, I mean, it's hard if we're stuck at home um, to not to not eat. But I've been reducing my intake to one meal a day and drinking a lot of flax tea uh, in order to kind of cut my appetite, just so that just so that I can be a little bit mm, more up, I guess, stronger. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's, that's maybe not appropriate for everybody because some people cannot restrict their, their meal, but that's just uh, another input there. Okay. I want to give a shout-out to um, Elizabeth Tenus who said shop towels, and I'm sure you all know what that is. These, you know, like red shop rags or shop, white shop towels mm-hmm. are useful liner in a bandana or standard surgical mask for, point, for blocking 0.3 microns. Use if you must go to grocery pharmacy. Because a bandana is okay, but yeah, if you line if you line it with something that then it can be discarded or washed, um, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Also, I just have to say something about um, people with their disposable latex gloves and disposable N95 masks. I don't know if you mm-hmm. all have seen the pictures of the oceans and beaches littered now with this stuff. People are yeah. throwing them in the street rather than having them at home and disposing of them. For God's sake. Put them in a paper bag or something or a plastic bag if you have one and dispose of them properly. Don't don't leave contaminated stuff lying around in the street. That's just so grotesque. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not even sure shop, if it, shop towels are shop towels are wash, washable just like bandanas, and that will um, cl- clean the material off. So don't, just do it. You know, don't it, reusable is good in this regard. Um, mm. I want to uh, also bring in just another idea here, which is about the use of magic for protection. There are many um, uh, saints who are mm-hmm. um, called upon for plague. And um, and I would, if you are a Catholic or in uh, leukemia or Santeria and use uh, analogs to the Catholic saints that are African, um, let me ask you, Ali, what what mm-hmm. saint or what orisha or um what would you uh, who would you appeal to for help in this matter well i think yeah, it, lazarus, it depends sure. on be- yeah, people's religious traditions if you're looking at saint saint lazarus very clearly uh, saint jude uh the virgin mary are all saints that are famed for healing their capacity to protect their ability to to save from from illness um, I know that in uh, the Afro-Brazilian traditions, Eshu is called upon for a protective work. Um, in the uh, tradition in which the Orishas are, are worked with, it, de- it depends. Yemoya is one particular uh, healing Orisha. So there are a variety of different entities that people can reach out to. And this, this is something that, that I think is 
important to emphasize is that none of this is meant to be a replacement for medical advice. We fully encourage people to be practical and do uh, medical things, but we do also believe that spiritual powers exist and that there are things you can do to protect yourselves. And I think herbs and, and spiritual work can work hand in hand with uh, medical advice. So one of the things that I wanted to, to emphasize here uh, is protective talismans are great. They're wonderful and they really do work wonders. Um, they were used throughout uh, the centuries. I love the working that uh, you, the air working that Dr. Jeremy Wise, yourself, Laura Rivera, and others have, have come to. It's old timey. There's there's a they go. It has a deep deep roots in psalm, psalm talisman magic uh, and Jewish uh, folk magic. Um, the lunar mansions are also used for this as well. Uh, the 18th mansion in particular, you can fashion a talisman when the moon is in the 18th mansion, uh, which is uh, al-qalb, literally meaning the heart. Uh, and it is the symbol of a, a scorpion or a snake, which is the traditional sign of Mars and Scorpio. But this is plays with the theme that this is an underworld type disease and therefore some type of underworld talisman can protect you from it. Uh, you can fashion that talisman uh, when the moon is in the 18th mansion and it protects from fevers, plagues, illnesses, etc. You can hang it around your neck or place it in your home. And you can combine this with uh, using uh, fever view. Fever view is a tea works really, really well for dealing with things like fevers. It's also fantastic for keeping accidents away and making, you know, keeping away burglars and doing all sorts of other spiritualizers, but it has a medical component. And so combining these, bringing a sort of a mixture in which you take practical steps to keep yourself safe, practice social distancing, wear that face mask, you know, wash your hands thoroughly, make sure that you're eating properly and sleeping properly, all of which are really good to, you know, build up your immune system and make sure that you're able to protect yourselves. And also, take a little bit of spiritual measures. Get yourself a talisman. Work the, the ritual that was outlined or make yourself a, a talisman in the mansion of the moon. Uh, drink a little bit of fever view tea. And the fever view isn't just only used when you have a fever. It's actually used as a sort of apotropaic that you can sip it once a day to keep away fevers, illnesses, etc. Asafetida is used in the same way, though in a much smaller dosage as a spite because it's very pungent and very strong, um, but you can add it a little bit into food every day or, or once a week, and it helps to keep away illnesses from the body, it keeps the immune system strong and keeps illnesses away. So it has both a sort of medicinal effect and a magical effect here. So and, um, and th just to the Orisha oh, that I would, the Orisha right now actually would be Eshu or Elegua. He would be the one to, uh, for us to propitiate, to talk to. In fact, I actually um, was privy to a reading in, my, in one of my spiritual groups uh, that said we need to greet him every morning if we have him in our house because he is the one who can keep all of the bad away from us. The ajogunis is what they're called. They're, all the, the plague, pestilence, all the bad things that he is the one who either allows them to come in or keeps them away. So if you can find an Elegua candle, if you have him, if you if you even have an affinity towards him, you can say something to him. He's the one right now. Yeah, I, I mentioned uh, issue. I think he's the yeah, exact person to work did. with. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to go a, go a little bit farther on. Uh, now, these would be herbs that would be very commonly used in African-American folk medicine, also yep. Anglo-American folk medicine, um, and these would be feverfew, um, mm-hmm. yerba santa, uh, mm-hmm. elderberry, asafoetida, oh, yeah. and um, they strengthen the immune system, and also all of the artemisias, including wormwood and mugwort, all to mm-hmm. ward off fever. Now, um, these herbs have a really long folkloric tradition. There's another um, recipe that I'd like to bring in, because there are other herbs that are used, but I'm going to bring in an old recipe here. I'm going to just tell you a little about it. It's called Golden Elixir, and this is a 19th century medical tonic. And what reason it's called golden elixir is all the ingredients have um, golden yellow orange flowers or golden inner bark or golden yellow orange roots. And they are all well regarded in folk medicine for treating fever and inflammation of the head, nose, throat, and lungs. And these are brewed as a tea if you cannot make an elixir mm-hmm. or alcohol-based tonic. And I've added some mm-hmm. notes about them. Shiva's going to put them through. Golden seal which is yellow cocoon or orange root, hydrastis canadensis. And I recommend use caution. There are side effects. Golden seal inhibits cytochrome activity, contains berberin. Now, we're going to get to berberin because these are all going to have some berberin effect, which is used for treatment of lung and liver diseases and in hypertension, obesity, and type 2 diabetes. And we know that obesity and type 2 diabetes are problems for people who get COVID-19. They have a higher death rate. Berberine is anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anticonvulsant, antibacterial, and antibacterial, but do not ingest it while pregnant. The next ingredient is pleurisy root, and pleurisy root, milkweed, butterfly bush, Asclepias tuberosa. Root is used to treat respiratory illnesses. It contains um, cardenolide glycosides, plant-derived steroids. Now, you know, again, if you've been following this stuff in the news, that steroids are being used to treat Mm COVID-19, which are ingested by the milkweed-eating butterflies. And it is used by them as a defensive toxin. In other words, so birds won't eat them because they taste bad. It should be taken with caution by cardiac patients. It has, a, it has an effect upon the heart. Barberry, Berberis vulgaris, or Oregon grape, Mahonia aquifolium, a.k.a. Berberis aquifolium, contains berberine. In fact, berberine is named after barberry which is used for treatment of lung and liver diseases and in hypertension, obesity, and type 2 diabetes. It's anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anticonvulsant, mm-hmm. antiviral, antibacterial, do not ingest when pregnant. Then forsythia. Now, this is like you're kind of going, what forsythia, that pretty hedge that blooms in the spring with the yellow flowers? <laughs> yes. The fruit is anti-inflammatory, anti-infective, antioxidative, and antiviral. It is used in the treatment of bronchiolitis, tonsillitis, sore throat, and fever, and also indicated in other instances of pain and swelling. In other words, if you have a, hit yourself and you have a, a bruise that's caused, causing some swelling and pain, you can make a compress of um, the fruit of forsythia. But it's, it is, has a very well-known effect um, on the uh, respiratory tract. And then Chinese gold thread which is in the same family as golden seal, which is Coptis chinensis, and it contains berberine, again, used for the treatment of lung and liver disease and in hypertension, obesity, and type 2 diabetes. It's anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anticonvulsant, antiviral, antibacterial, and do not ingest when pregnant. So this group of one, two, three, four, five golden 
products, golden herbs, um, are used in making golden elixir. And this was a very popular home remedy to um, deal with pleurisy, pneumonia. People even tried it for tuberculosis. I don't know with how much success. It may have had, it, some of the ingredients are antibacterial, um, but it is popular. But be cautious, don't overdose. I prefer to make it as a tea rather than a tincture because you can always overdose mm-hmm. on tinctures. Yeah. Be careful. That's golden elixir. Okay. Now, other thing, I, I was in a, in a, uh, a Zoom conference with a bunch of um, people who were interested in herbal medicine and other things. And one of the people in this is a guy named Jason. And Jason is trained in Chinese traditional medicine. And we got into a conversation about this because he had a list of herbs that was so similar, but these are Chinese. Mm. Now, these are the same kind of herbs. They do the same kind of thing. So here's Jason's traditional Chinese medicine herbs for COVID-19. And he explained this is an anti-COVID-19 formulary based on an ancient formulary called Bujang Yiki Tang. And Tang means decoction or herb tea. Um, qi is, you know, life force, qi. You know, people call it in English qi, but it's qi. And yi means to benefit or strengthen or stimulate. And, um, and Bujang is used... To mean uh, to tonify, to be is therapeutic, and zhang means the center of the body and refers to the spleen. Okay, so here's mm-hmm. what you get: pre-infection, take elderberry and huangqi, which is astragalus or yellow root. Now, astragalus could be added to that golden elixir that I gave, and it would be just fine. It really would be good in that, but it wasn't in the original recipe I had. When you get infected, you want banlangang or isatis wood, which is in the cab, uh, cabbage family. The, the, um, uh, Huan Kin, Chinese skull cap, Scutellaria, uh, it's just a different Scutellaria than we have. Um, it's in the mint family. Um, Yuji Kao, which is Hatunia cordata, a, a plant hardly used in Western medicine, but it's quite common in Chinese medicine. Hu Zhang, which is Japanese knotweed, Polygonum cuspidatum. Again, you could use any American um polygonum if you want to, any knotweed in other words. Biden's pelosa, which is anti-malarial, respiratory, anti-inflammatory. Um, and huang cao, which is, guess what, forsythia again. Then he also then lists the plants containing berberines, which he said you would brew up separately but not give to pregnant women. And so this is huang bai, which is a plant called phyllodendron. I'm more cork bark, and this is not the houseplant philodendron. This is phyllodendron. Um, hard to get unless you go to a Chinese pharmacy. Funyu, which is barberry. So again, Mahonia berberis fortuni, but again, in America, we would use Mahonia aquifolium. Easy to get. Um, Chuanlian, which is golden seal, Chinese gold thread, Coptis chinensis, Hydrastis canadensis. They're going to use those golden seal and gold thread um, interchangeably. We would call them as something um, different. And um, Mali Jin, which is Asclepius tuberosa, that's the milkweed, the pleurisy roots, the same thing. This is when we realized, when he and I were talking, that we had almost the same formulas, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then I put in here some stuff from a website on um, on the meanings of these terms, Bujang Yiki Tang, you know, so that you know what it means. And the original formula is given at the bottom, which is the formula that he adapted from. It contains ginseng and um 
and some other, you know, and Dong Kwai, Angelica, licorice, ginger, citrus. And all of those actually would be good if you wanted to put those in. What he was looking for was a way to adapt this into a COVID-19 thing. So if you took the original formula, which is um, at the bottom, it contains black cohosh, careful, black cohosh not to be used with pregnant people. Um, mm-hmm. Again, but if you took that formula, adapted it the way he did, or adapted it to golden elixir, you're going to have a list of about 15 really good herbs, all of which can be used one way or another. Uh, licorice, for instance, and expectorant. Um, ginger is, is tonifying. Citrus is tonifying. And there's also in here um, um, the Chinese red date, or um, uh, jujube, sometimes called jujube. Yeah, jujube. Um, yeah or zhao. And that is an interesting plant to put in there because that has some nutritive qualities. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's considered to be medicinal as well as nutritive. So there you go. That was a list for everybody. And um, It's interesting to see those similarities. That, as, you were t- as you were talking and mentioning, I was like, oh, wow, that is, you're right. There is, a, there is overlap there. Yeah. 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 There's, a, there's a real, well, that's, see, now what's interesting, too, with Chinese traditional medicine, um, there's a lot about presentation and a lot about mm-hmm. um, the forms being harmonious with one another. It's a sort of an added level, if you know what I mean. When you go to a Chinese pharmacy, they'll put all the prettiest little flowers together and then a little vine and the little this, and they give it to you. It's all beautiful to look at as well and not just chopped up and run through a coffee grinder. You know. So I see what they've done with some of these they've really picked things that look good together as well as being very cool but the interesting part is that so many of them have this yellow flowers yellow bark yellow roots so mm. make, yeah, make it I, what I'm, you will and turmeric is, is yellow Turmer- and that's well, that's, one of the see, that ginger was given exactly ginger was given in in the mm-hmm. Chinese recipe, and ginger and turmeric are cousins, and um, so mm-hmm. is little John to chew. And so little John to chew is called brown ginger. Ginger or Jamaica ginger is called white ginger, and turmeric is called yellow ginger or orange ginger. They're really closely related, and you can substitute mm-hmm. one for the other. Turmeric may be the strongest in the medicinal area, but ginger is pretty good medicinally also. Yeah. Oh, so yes. all of those are... are um, very cool together. Yeah, I would definitely add turmeric. You know uh, what I something that, that just came to me like if we can combine all of these into a really cool working that that works for coronavirus um, as a regular precaution. So um, what I if I was doing this particular working, I would do get the get a bandana, probably a white one or a red one, and put trace on there. So use whatever artistic skills you have. The image of a lunar mansion, the 18th, the snake with its tail raised, swallowing the tail. Uh, place it between a red candle, white candle. Say some form of prayer to the spirit of the uh, 18th mansion. Uh, you know, call out to it, whatever, whatever it is. You know, you want to do uh, a gribel if anyone's interesting. That's the name of the spirit. Uh, and then burn a little bit of incense, uh, fever view as a sedata and wormwood, just a pinch of this. And then consecrate this bandana as your regular protection. This is what you would wear outside. And then daily, what I would do is, as I was doing this, I would also have the herbs that you mentioned laid out on this altar. 
And every day that I'd want to make a tea from this, a sort of restorative protective tea or once a week or whatever, I would simply gather the herbs from this altar, brew it into a tea, uh, and drink that regularly. So you have this bandana that would protect you uh, when you go out, and you have the tea that protects you at home that you're drinking, keeping you physically uh, safe. And if anyone's interested, May 6th is when the moon goes into the 18th mansion. So something that's right there. Ali, are, are, you know, you're an astrologer, am I correct? Yes, yes. As is Miss Cat. So, oh, okay, so both of you. I understand that we've got four planets in retrograde coming up in May, and we haven't really had that ever. Uh, can, you, can you speak on that? Yes, yeah, so May is not, a, is not an ideal month. Uh, June is actually far worse. So the, it's, the retrograde <laughs> happened. They're, they're a pain in the ass, but they're not the big scaries in uh, astrology. As, as modern, some, some kind of Twitter astrology and Tumblr astrology has made them out to be. The real scaries are, are big, these kind of big conjunctions, Saturn-Pluto, uh, uh, Saturn-Jupiter, these ones. And this year... We have three big conjunctions: one in June, one in uh, November. I think no, no, one in April, one in June, and one in November. And in April is when the death toll uh, went above twenty thousand. Also, when the first world leader got coronavirus uh, to the point where they were hospitalized. Uh, Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. June mm-hmm. is going to be the next one, and then in in no end of November. Early December, so there's three big hits this year, uh, and then of course there's the eclipse in June. So these these are not the ideal astrological times this year, but you can use the mansion of the moon to kind of mitigate that damage to some degree. Okay. May sixth. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so we're having both pileups and retrogrades. We did a show yeah. on this um, with William Stickevers, and um, we've been you know staying in touch with him um in june there's also going to be that eclipse is that not correct yeah yep and yep, um yep. so yeah things are things are pretty um we're having a lot of astrological bad weather let's just call it astrological um <laughs> tornadoes <laughs> so um everything hurricane is kind of uh, it, it's been yeah, it's astrological hurricane season it's really odd because it just sort of drifts from one thing to the next However, oh, I've you. done some transits for clients uh, who wanted um, their birthday chart, and then they wanted their current transits, which were always fucked. And then, and then when they want to know when it got better, like, is it going to be better in 2021? Not really. Um, no. Is it going to be better in 2022? Yeah, 2022, the all clear is sounded. So these are people so far because I do the birthday charts. You know, we only up to. Um, March now, <laughs> people with March birthdays, right? And I haven't yet done anyone for over an April birthday who wanted all of their transits done. Um, but the, I did one for somebody who was born in February, and holy hell, that was terrible. Um, in fact, she was actually literally facing death right in her chart. It oh, God. Was really ghastly. No, it was horrifying. And she, the here was the sad part. She was an astrologer, and she called me for a second opinion. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Um, and she, she was like, she goes, yeah, and I don't know if I'm going to die in a car crash or get COVID-19. And I said, you know, if you stay at home, you won't be in a car crash. <laughs> it, it was it was really bad. So there are some people, she, it, it depends, not everybody born in February. I want to make sure that my non-astrological friends don't freak right now. It was the year that she was born, the day that she was born, 
Um, basically, she had everything where all the big pileup is happening. It was all happening on her. It was just terrible. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Saturn, Mars, Pluto, you know, the bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But if you yeah. do, if you are curious about whether this will affect you or how it will affect you, you can go to an astrologer. And I would recommend um, Ollie can do it. I can do it. Uh, Deacon Millet and William Stickovers. We can all do um, looking at your natal chart and then looking at your transits. You could also do progressions if we wanted to, but I'm not so into progressions for disease and death. I, I mean, they, they, they add to the picture, but the transits are what really set people you know, on fire mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or freeze to death or whatever. And uh, there are some really bizarre things going on. So that's a long answer to your question, Sister Girl. Mm-hmm. But um, it's really bad astrological weather. And don't listen to astrologers who just do sun sign astrology. They won't know what's going on. I'm just I'm sad to say um, sun sign astrology is wonderful. I love it. But um, this is a little more crazy creepy than that. Well, also, also Neptune is in a funky place. Oh yeah, well, Neptune is part. It's the slow. We call it the slow planet. The, there's a there's an old um, ragtime called the slow drag. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when these when these things happen, they go. The, the, these slow planets go into a slow drag, and the fastest of them is Mars, which is still outside of our orbit, so slower than us. Um, yeah. And Jupiter is involved too in a less than sanguine way. I, I hope you got the <laughs> joke there. Um, and um, and Jupiter is playing hell with the frickin' stock market because, hey, like everybody's out of work. There have been umpty million unemployment claims filed, and yeah, the stock market is rising. Yeah? yeah. That's Jupiter. Yeah. Jupiter gone bonkers. Right. Yep. 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 <laughs> That's it. it. When you measure when you measure your wealth in that way, you go, okay, the stock market's great. But never mind the fact that what was it, nine million people had to uh, apply for for unemployment in a, like a three week period. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's doing some funky stuff. And then Mars retrograde in September. It's a weird year. But what this does remind us of is the fact that using timing to your advantage. The year is funky. There's nothing you can do about the fact that there's a great conjunction coming up. There's nothing you can do but the fact that uh, you had Saturn and Mars all in uh, in Capricorn in March when this thing became a pandemic. You can't do anything about that. But you can do things like making sure you're using the right phase of the moon, waxing when you wanted to work for health, waning when you want to keep things away. Um, using this type of uh, timing can actually help bolster the magic that you do. So I do encourage people who don't pay attention to astrological timing when they do their magic to do so this time around. Use okay. it to time your candle. Use it to time the, the things that, that you're going to do, whether you're making an amulet or a talisman or even teas. One of the oldest kind of ways of healing when we talk about medicinal teas is actually brewing the teas based off of astrological timing making sure that you put it in the right phase of the moon. That makes a difference. Every little bit of boost helps. So the weather is bad. Make sure you can find a little bit of, you know, the canopy in the storm. If you can find a little bit of canopy in the storm, that will help the magic that you do to protect yourself from COVID-19. I like that idea of a canopy in the storm because we really are having a shit storm astrologically yeah, right now. You, it's hard to find a good day astrologically. And yeah, um yeah. And 
the the idea of using the um you know when we, when all of this started we were going on about respiratory respiratory but as i said mm. you've got to listen to twiv this week in virology bring in the hematologists okay that's <laughs> fucking mars and i was like yes. this so when is because mars is part of the clusterfuck i'm excuse my language but that's what it is and i'm like oh, so yeah. where the fuck is mars where the fuck is mars i was going well yeah fever mars is a fever but ah now the blood okay so mm. it's every fucking thing that can go wrong every kind of system failure people are um literally falling to the ground when they get COVID 19 before they they don't think i'm sick i'm gonna die they just fall over they fall because something's going on neurologically with their balance uh they're they're weak suddenly all of this falling is of course a saturn problem i mean i could i could just sit there and like ring the gong for every one of these planets it's like shit Mm -hmm. man (laughs) coronavirus just rang the gong on every one of these planets in this pileup and pluto well that's when they lay you in the mass grave you don't even get a grave of your own baby you get in the mass grave when pluto falls, right it's bad, man. <laughs> so yeah. when's the best yeah. time? Any, when's the most advantageous time for us to work, Ali? I would say wa- uh, waxing moons for any type of obvious uh, protection work, uh, healing work, waning moons to keep things away. May 6th, if you want to work with the lunar mansion uh, that I mentioned, uh, if you want to work with the 18th, May 6th is really great for that. If you're not into the mansions and the moon, perfectly fine. It's a kind of niche astrological thing. Um, but work at least with the phases of the moon, I would say, would be ideal. In terms of like actual electional astrology, it's such a funky year. I actually was doing electional work for client uh, who was uh, trying to start a business earlier in the year and I literally said to them like, you need to wait just mm-hmm. because the year is so funky I couldn't find that like, perfect date for them I'm like every day that I pick the, 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 the bad factors are how far outweigh the good you need to wait so at the very minimum I would say the phase of the moon uh, and pay attention to where it is you know, okay. I'm going to say something also about mass graves and unmarked graves. Jeremy asked in the chat, have you seen the mass graves in New York? Yes, that's what I was referring to. Um, Island, yeah. And Pluto, Pluto goes to mass graves and unmarked graves. Saturn is just graves that have a nice headstone. Pluto, you just got laid in a mass grave. and Or a potter's field. They're literally putting them in potter's fields. It's freaking medieval out there. Okay? Uh that's Pluto. Um, I'm just telling you, um, you have to laugh because if you don't laugh, it's, you know, it's all over. I hope we've given you a lot of good advice. We've given you a lot of medical and magical advice, and um, we're going to have a free spell about it later. But now we're going to take our client, M, and um, here is Jeremy to bring in our client. Well, uh, welcome uh, support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forest Hills, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Bootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandbootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence Group, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and talk to our first client, uh, M, 
who is calling from area code 609. Are you there, M? Yes. Hi, great. M says that she has been on the show before in uh, November and has a little bit of follow-up. There have been some changes since that time. And in November, um, she, I guess, spoke with Miss Cat and Conjure Man Ali, who predicted that uh, she would have a begin a relationship. In January, that relationship began. Unfortunately, the quarantine from COVID and the shelter in place has complicated things and caused their communication to become difficult, infrequent, and painful. In a short month, they went from being boyfriend and girlfriend and seeing each other a lot to taking a break, which hurts because they were so happy before this. She would like to know, is there any hope for reconciliation here, or could he be dating someone else, and maybe she should let him go forever? Wow. All right. Well, I think what we're going to do this in this. I'm going to do the reading, and then Sister Girl will do a reading, and then Ollie will do the root work. Is that okay, folks? Yes. Thank sure. you so much. Okay. So, Em, um, I have a couple of questions. Um what is your sign of the zodiac? Um, I'm a Libra. Okay. And what is his sign? A uh, Libra. <laughs> oh, this sounds familiar. I've seen the, the Libra Libra world. Um, okay. And um, I gotta ask one more question. Who said they'd like to take a break? You or him? Um, due to some really kind of hazy communication, I had basically um, kind of said, I don't know if this is going to work out um, because you're not really communicating much. And he's like, yeah, you're right. We should take a break. Okay. So you introduce. I just want to make sure because you're both Libras here, see, so it's hard to signify one from the other. You introduced the negativity and he agreed with you, but he updated well, be- one bit, right? Well, what, ended, what ended up happening, no, very quickly, he had kind of been distant for a little bit before that. I'm sorry, I couldn't quite hear what you just said. Say that again. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, He had been distant just leading up to that, so once the quarantine thing kind of happened, he kind of... He's I hear you. Okay, I got that. it, I got it, but I'm going to tell you something about Libra's. Um, if you look up in the old world of vaudeville or music hall comedy, there was a routine called After You, Alphonse. No, After You, Gaston. No, After You, Alphonse. After You, Gaston. It's about two very polite Frenchmen at a door, and each one bows and indicates that the other should go first. And it starts off politely, and it becomes more and more hysterical. And finally, at the end, it's very funny routine. Many, many people did it. They end up hitting each other with their umbrellas. No, after you, Alphonse. No, no, <laughs> after you, Gaston. Libras can do that. Libras can escalate from, I don't know, you're feeling a little distant to, Oh, well, I feel that distance, too, to, well, where are we going to go from here to, let's take a break. I mean, it just it can spiral out of hand negatively. Libras can also spiral out of hand positively. Instead of saying, I feel a little distant, it's like, oh, sweetheart, let's have Zoom sex. Okay, honey, let's, to, 
wow, let's get engaged online. And you know what I mean? It can go either way, but Libras will follow what the other one does. So just saying, um, be careful. A Libra involved with a Libra, they're each of them taking cues from the other to the point that uh, they need somebody <laughs> who's not a Libra <laughs> to tell them what to do. So I'm just saying, um, Libra Libras have a problem that way. When two of Libras get together, boy, oh, boy, everyone wants to please everyone, even if pleasing means to break up. Okay? Okay, we're getting a lot of noise on the line. Whoever's doing that, could you stop it? Thank you. Um, so I'm going to read three cards, and the first card I've got here is um, because the question is, should we break up or should we, you know, try to stay together? First card I have here is the magician. Well, that's a good card because that indicates that there is some sexual love there and some attraction. Um, you should use magic. It doesn't mean you're going to win necessarily, but it says don't give up right at this moment. Um, uh, how long did the taking the break, how long has it been? Um, so it's been about two weeks. Two weeks. No contact in two weeks? Um, not really. He'll kind of message me on social media. I'll message back, but other than that, no. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little lesson here, and don't play hard to get. So what we have here is the magician. If you want this guy, you've got to go get him. You've got to actually be as hard for Libras, too, because they're fairly passive. Um, you have to say, I'm going to make an attempt to get him. Get Spend two weeks on it. If he doesn't respond, he won't respond. But um, you be initiatory, because the magician is someone who has power, draws power down from the heaven where the roses are shown, um, as the um, symbol of sexual love and pointing down to the garden where he causes roses and lilies to manifest, which are both sexual and lilies being non-sexual or celibate aspects. This can be done, but you have to actually put some effort into it. Um, I'm not, you will, but I'm just saying, if you have an idea that women should be shy and retiring, now is not the time. He will follow your lead to a certain extent. If he absolutely refuses to follow your lead, you know he's really, really, really done. And then you'll know it, and you won't have to ask a question of a psychic. So this card says, do magic first. Do magic first. The next card is um, a card that says, there is some problems. And uh, it's the Five of Cups, and this is a person who's kind of weeping and crying and looking at spilled cups. There's water in a river that's going under a bridge, and across the river is a ruined castle all tumbled down upon itself. If you cannot get him back, don't spend too much time in regret. But this is not a card of success, and so you may not get him back. But it's, it, um, I would say next time if you end up with a Libra, don't even leave them an opening for negativity to seep in. Just be positive, and they'll follow your lead. Um, okay. If you, you know, if if you have trouble being a Libra and doing that, find somebody who's not a Libra to coach you. Because honest to God, Libras have this thing where they just they they mirror other people, and it, it's it's nice, but it's also frustrating when it's two Libras together. The third card is a. Uh, a card that says, um, it's called the fourth refusal, four of cups. This is to me that um, if he refuses you three times, you get a special pass because of COVID-19, you get to have a fourth refusal. So try to connect with him four times. 
And if okay. he doesn't connect, usually I say, tell people, hey, you know, just try it three times. If it doesn't work, that's over. But here I, I see the fourth refusal. He may not. He's not in very good shape right now. The the guy under the tree in the Four of Cups is kind of disheveled. He's not at his best. He's feeling out of sorts. And even the most beautiful golden cup that an angel delivers to him from heaven out of a cloud, he shakes his head and goes, I don't think so. I don't want it. And he's already refused three cups. Now, what's interesting is that the Five of Cups, which was before this, shows three cups spilled and two not spilled. So there's a kind, and there's the the magician also has one cup. He has the other elements as well. So what I'm seeing is that cups are important here. Cups are hearts, um, but the three spilled cups and the three cups that have been set aside, um, do three do three um, approaches. If he doesn't take the fourth cup, forget it. He ain't gonna take any. Okay. So that is my um, reading. Let's go on to um, Sister Girl and see what she has to say. Okay, so I would agree that magic is, uh, that you should do some magic, but what I also think you should do first is first really decide what it is you want, not only from this relationship, but what is your priority in this relationship. And once you know that, I would, I would uh, optimize the online communication because I got here the, uh, my, my, page of coins here is somebody looking into a golden orb and to me that always looks like someone looking into their phone or computer so this person is looking at your profile is like looking at what you post and so I would really optimize that in terms of communication keep it nice keep it light you know but definitely you show up here as the queen of swords which is a woman who's good with her words so use your words to your advantage, not with not not um, frustration or criticism, but uh, but like uh, you know, nice talking, to, you know, um, building the relationship rather than being upset about it. Uh, because he he doesn't really know where to go. He comes up as the page of swords, who someone who doesn't really have their footing right now. Uh, whether it be because he's a little bit depressed from the quarantine, or whether it's for other reasons. He's not so sure what to say, how to say, what to do. So um, I think that while you're waiting for this whole thing to kind of get better uh, in terms of the situation we're all in, I would definitely uh, make sure that you communicate with him online, keep it positive, and, and, and also do... What I would recommend is to do like a mild, I never recommend domination with love words. You need to do a mild like domination, like a look me over or like a compel him to sort of mm, look at you, come to you, be with you, but but not, not strong like forcing him, but just really just that kind of element. And just, and then just take care of yourself right now and, 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 and because the queen of coins is showing up here and but she's reversed so she needs to take care of herself and her surroundings uh so and and also remember you know treat them with courtesy and with with and with uh kindness because that's what you're good at you can you can do that and uh yeah i mean i think that your your work will pay off and but just keep the lines of communications open and good Okay. Okay. All right. So between her idea of uh, mild domination and my uh, 
uh, card of the magician. Let's turn this over to Conjurman Ali and see if he can come up with some sort of a spell that can be done at a remote distance. Obviously, you can't put anything on his body mm. right now, and um, and that will meet these qualifications. Okay, Ali. Yeah, what I would recommend is actually kind of a two-part work that combined all the rec- all the advice that you received here. What I want you to do is start by getting a picture of him printed out from wherever. On the back, write his name, turn it clockwise, write your name three times, and then in an unbroken ring around it, write, come to me, love me, desire me, over and over again. Uh, you can write, come to me, come to me, come to me. Pick a phrase that, that you can write in an unbroken ring around it. Then place this onto some type of surface that you're going to use for this work. It could be your altar, it could be your, you know, dresser, whatever it is, your bureau, whatever it is you're going to use. You're going to place this photo facing up. On top of it, you're going to put a clear glass. And in this glass, you're going to pour water. In front of this, so that the picture is underneath and you can see it through the water in the glass. This is an old-timey working in which a uh, glass of water is used to return a for a lover that has kind of gone wayward. Someone who has gone far away, it draws them back, it works on the sort of psychic forget-me-not element. You're then going to place in front of this setup, in front of the photo, a very small uh, holder for incense charcoal. Some type of sensor or thermal. You can get a very small one. You don't want it so big that you can't see the cup. You want to place a charcoal, light that charcoal, put it in its holder, and then sprinkle onto it rose petals, a pinch of catnip, a little bit of bohog uh, chips, a little bit of a Queen Elizabeth root, and a little bit of licorice. I'm just going to string, sprinkle it on there and add a couple drops of uh, come to me and look me over oil. This will help to make the, the smoke nice and fragrant and quite strong. And then through this smoke, you're going to speak to this man. You're going to speak to this person. And you're going to do this ideally at night. And you're going to call out to them, so-and-so, you're thinking of me, you're missing me, you desire me. You wake up missing our conversations. You're going to have a whole conversation with him, feeling that he is receptive to you, that he is open to you. The water will help to make him receptive. It'll allow, it'll be the conduit to work on his mind. The incense will overcome any distance. It's powerful long-distance work. Add a little bit of incense always works well there. The smoke will carry your message. And you're going to repeat this several times. You're going to do it for seven days straight. After those seven days are done, what I want you to do for another three days is get yourself some type of jewelry, a gem, uh, some type of ring, some type of necklace, some type of bracelet. Ideally, though, actually, I would say bracelet or ring more than anything else. And you are going to take this and anoint it with uh, come to me and look me over oil. Place it under a bowl and light a pink candle with return to me, uh, come to me, and look me over oils anointed. Burn it down over three days. This is going to be a little small enchanted jewelry piece that you're going to use. And then reach out to him. See if you can get some type of contact. Text messaging is good, but I want you to at some point either Zoom or FaceTime him. 
And during this, make sure that you speak with your hands. This will help to transmit visually the influence of the ring. It's called a fascinator ring or a ring of mesmerization. You know, you're going to mesmerize him. So if you're going to use this ring or this bracelet, it's going to be enchanted. You're going to wear it on yourself, and you're going to talk to him. You're going to flirt. You're going to be sweet. You're going to chat him up. This is going to really tap into that good quality that that all Libras have, that Venusian quality to them. It combines the sort of power of air there with incense, uh, but it grounds it through some type of physical object. So seven days, I want you to work on this softening of his mind and heart of their hearts, mind and heart through the incense and through the water. You will dispose of the incense uh, outside your door. If you can make it to a crossroads, blow it to the four uh, corners of the crossroads. Otherwise, you can blow it out of your front door. Just blow it out. You're going to keep the photo underneath your bed between the box spring and the mattress. And then for the three days, you're going to create that uh, Uh, ring of fascination or that bracelet of fascination or whatever it is and then you're going to reach out to him using that to continue the kind of conversation whatnot and like miss cat and and you were told by sister girl is we we want to you know reach out and have some type of like offer and see what he what they respond to this is it going to be a rejection three times up to four, that's the kind of max. But you do want to actually try to soften him and then reach out. That's what my recommendation here. It's not a lot of heavy work, but it's work that was really pinpointed and directed towards your personalities and your situation. Let's see if Kat and Sister Girl have anything further to add. Well, um, yes, I I do have something to add here in the verbal portion. Um, Jeremy said he did a a quick... um, uh, question with the Bible, Bibliomancy, and he posted that it was Job 8.20, and the text of that is, Behold, God will not cast away a perfect man, neither will he help the evildoers. And so this goes along with my idea that you should do a spell, which is the mage. Um, Also, Sister Girl says something, you, you really have to do some magic. And so Jeremy is saying, don't just give up right yet. I do recommend you put a time limit on it because it's been a fairly new relationship you don't want to spend you know three months on something that actually lasted a month so i would work this very quickly and it was um the the spell that ali gave was a week long seven day spell and then i think there was another uh three days after that right right that's it Mm -hmm. and um and uh and if you get uh something good going on try to avoid negativity in the future okay and um all righty Thank you very much for trusting with this, uh, us with this, and I hope for the best for you. We cannot guarantee success, but it does say it's worth a try, at least to make four tries at this before you give up completely. All right. So next up, we're going to have our electronic extravaganza from outer space dedicated to the memory of George Van Tassel and the Integratron. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific 
Add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Sister Girl of sistergirlconjure.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Sister Girl. Okay, so I've got a couple of teas. Uh, They're herbal teas with some ingredients you may have in your cupboard. The first one is for fever. So first you're going to add a half teaspoon of turmeric, one teaspoon of dried ginger or two teaspoons of ginger juice, if you have that, one uh, clove of garlic, and you're going to crush it a little bit and and just put the whole clove into the pan. Uh, Add two cups of water and bring it to a low boil for five minutes. That's enough for one person. And then you drink that throughout the day. If you, and if you have a fever, it should break the fever. So keep drinking it until the fever is broken. But drink it throughout the day. It's good. You've got garlic. You can add honey for sweetness. Uh, and also the turmeric. Those are good for immunity and for fever. The next one, you would take two-thirds cup of pomegranate juice if it's not from concentrate. If it is from concentrate, I would use a third of a cup. But pomegranate juice... A, a one-inch piece of cinnamon stick, half teaspoon of turmeric, one teaspoon of powdered ginger or two teaspoons of ginger juice, three black peppercorns or a pinch of black pepper, a pinch of cloves, ground cloves, and you add three cups of water and you boil it for you know five to ten minutes. You can add honey to taste to your desired sweetness. That one is an antiviral and it's also good for the blood. So that is one you can drink throughout the day as well. It tastes really good to me, and I think it will help a lot. Wow. I'm eating my ginger just as you've finished. (laughs) 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 I I always have a a cup of tea when we have the show, just regular old black tea. And in it, I always put one chunk of candied ginger, which both sweetens the tea and gives me the ginger. And um, you caught me short on that. I was just chewing up my ginger at the end of my tea. Um, yeah, these the are gin- terribly long. Right. The ginger The ginger on this show is brought to us courtesy of Papa G. Of um, <laughs> Papa G's Aroma, uh, Aroma Gregory Botanica. Um, and, um, oh, uh, well... M says fresh ginger is even spicier. Yes, this candy ginger is plenty hot. <laughs> but it's the balance of the is. spice and the sweetness that, that makes it the perfect thing to add to tea, right? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Um, I take turmeric every day also as a supplement. I recommend mm, yeah. it very highly. And above in the um, chat, I also mentioned that, of course, Galangal, which is a little John or low John, court case root, is another ginger. And cardamom, which is usually um, sold as a seed, is um, another ginger. And grains of paradise is another ginger. And so uh, one of the things you can do is make sort of a... Um, you know, five-way ginger combination, white ginger, which is Jamaica ginger, brown ginger, which is Galangal, yellow ginger, which is or orange ginger, which is turmeric, then the cardamom seeds um, and the grains of paradise, grind them up and um, add that to your tea and then add honey to taste. Very good for the immune so, system. Excellent. So the, 
these these recipes I got from some Ayurvedic, the Indian Ayurvedic um, practitioners who had experience with SARS patients. And, you know, COVID-19 is mm. a variation of SARS. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely, even though they seem like uh, quite simple to make and even a little bit, you know, mild tasting, I think they're very powerful. Yeah, yeah. So um, these are these are good old-fashioned recipes, and I really recommend them a lot. Um, the the ones with the um, berberine in them, the the berberry ones, those are more going to be more likely to use if you start to show symptoms. These first ones, the the the, the tea that she gave here, is um, very much um, for prevention and uh, very useful for that. Um, and these are tonifiers and strengtheners. Um, and the key here is prevention, too. Like part of the, the use of these teas isn't just to, to help you when you get sick, but to keep you healthy before you get sick. So mm-hmm. some type of regular regimen here is, is recommended. And, you know, within reason, know what your allergies are. Don't be crazy. <laughs> Don't do anything stupid. Know what works for you. Can you drink, you know, a tea once a day, once a week? What is your regimen that you want to build, right? Like I have a particular tea regimen. Any tea drinker does. And find what works for you and work within this to keep yourself healthy before you get to that point <laughs> where you're like, oh, shit, now I'm feeling unwell. Oh, and yeah. one last thing. If you've got a fever, you've got always got to starve a fever. You know, they say feed a cold, starve a fever. So if you mm-hmm. get a fever, it's best to drink a tea like this with the, the garlic and the spices in it than to eat. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, starving a fever is an old traditional um, remedy, and, and many people believe in it. And um, I um, also would like to add if you do these things, if you um, use this tea as a daily preventive, daily tonifier, whatever you want to call it, um, it's going to become more obvious to you when you fall from sickness because you're taking a moment to actually be strong and healthy when you make and drink that tea. And those little moments are very important. Um, I've mentioned that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's you know a bodybuilder, weightlifter, uh, movie star, governor, has a little video out where he shows himself lifting weights out on his lawn. And I found it very touching, and I began to do it. And I found that every day uh, when I uh, do my weightlifting routine, and I just use very light weight dumb- dumbbells, barbells, um, actually they're a 1930s fantastic antique ones that are called Hollywood Glamour Bells, and they were made for women. They're, they're, they're painted blue and pink. Um, anyway, but, you know, uh, that's my thing. But when I'm doing that, it also gives me a moment to do an assessment of myself. Was doing my exercises and my weightlifting today harder than it was yesterday, or is it easier than it was yesterday? And when you make your tea, same thing. Take that moment to assess where am I on a health upswing, downswing? We all have upswings and downswings that are natural, right? Aside from the virus, you know, the moon phases, menstrual cycles, um, mm-hmm. amount of sunlight, mm-hmm. all of these things will influence us. But you, if you do a routine like this daily, it will allow you to check in with yourself. And I would say in the most, um, uh, I guess you could say, new age way, 
Ask your guides. <laughs> How am I doing? How am I doing? And listen to what, what you get told. Ask your guides. How am I doing? Okay? All right. Um, well, this has been a wonderful show. Boy, we packed in a lot of good recipes. We did. And, um, yeah, I think we really got a lot of great information out. Thank you so much, Sister Girl. We're going to let Jeremy do our final announcements, and then when he's all done, we're all going to come back and say goodbye. So take it away, Jeremy. Well, thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man Ali. And thank you, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you all to join us next week when our special guest, Lady Muse of HouseOfEmpowerment.com in Victorville, California, will be our special guest. From She is from the Association of Independent Readers and Group Workers, and she'll be bringing us the topic of overcoming the fear of the unknown. Once again, we've come to another Lucky Mojo Voodoo Root Work Hour end, and it's brought to you by Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjureman Ali at theconjureman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your guest announcer, Dr. Jeremy Weiss, and... The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in the archives at luckymojo.com backslash radioshow.html. From all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the jug band wall. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Jeremy. And um, you're no longer our guest announcer. You're now our official announcer. (laughs) (laughs) We we gave you a tryout spot after Papa Newt (laughs) left for Realms Beyond and Above, but you're now our official announcer. All right, folks. Well, um, Please order online. Keep the Lucky Mojo going. Things are desperate around here. Just trying to be truthful. And um, I guess it's time to say good night. Good night, all. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>